Welcome to the State of the Markets podcast. I'm Paul Rodriguez of thinktrading.com. I'm Tim Price of pricevaluepartners.com. Today's episode is sponsored by the Capital Employed podcast. The Capital Employed podcast is a great resource to learn about investment funds, companies and industries, and for finding new investment ideas. Each week, the host talks to renowned equity investors who are both professional and private about their favourite stocks. So if you're seeking new investment ideas, we suggest you search for Capital Employed Podcast on your favourite podcast app and subscribe to the show. That's the Capital Employed Podcast, available on all major podcast platforms, like the one you're using now. More information can also be found at capitalemployed.fm. That's capitalemployed.fm. And our very special returning guest is Ronnie Sturfley. Ronnie is a partner at Incrementum AG and responsible for research and portfolio management. He's the author of the highly regarded Gold Report and in 2014 co-authored the book The Austrian School for Investors and in 2019 The Zero Interest Rate Trap. Ronnie Sturfley of Incrementum in Liechtenstein, welcome to the show again. Hi, Tim. Hi, Paul. Thanks for inviting me. So, uh, Ronnie, it would probably be fair to say that you are most famous for your, um, what's the best way to describe it, uh, ground, ground shattering um, research in gold we trust, which is probably the most widely followed uh, research on gold, I think, in the world. Would that be fair? Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I mean, you know, we, 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 we ran the numbers and we've got approximately 2 million readers for the report. Wow. Um, so it's, it's, it's a pretty big following and it's, it's really global. Uh, we, we're getting uh, tons of feedback really from all over the globe. And that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I enjoy, you know, um, um, as it's mostly positive feedback. So, so after 15 years, uh, we can say, well, um, people really appreciate it. And they're actually waiting for um, the publication date to, to, to arrive because, uh, yeah, they just, they just love studying what, what, what we write. So do you get like gold groupies? Do you get gold groupies sending you like ingots, bars and like Krugerrands and, and sovereigns <laughs> in the post? Panties. <laughs> I have to say mo- most of my groupies are uh, rather ra- male and rather old. So, so You probably don't want those panties then. You probably don't want those panties because they're <laughs> for any number of reasons. My wife, she, she's not really jealous when I'm attending gold conferences. So. She's got nothing to worry about. Basically. No, but it's, it's really, you know, sometimes I just walk the street and, and people approach me and say, well, thank you. That's 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 a great report and, and, and I love it. So so those are the moments where I say, well, it is really worth all the effort and, and the, the love and, and time that we're uh, investing into this report. So you say you've been doing it for 15 years. Um, so that takes us back to the early, early, early years of the, the new millennium during which gold's been in a pretty much sustained bull market. How, how long do you think the bull trend is going to continue? Um, well, I, I think what, what would stop this, this, this bull market? Um, and I think, you know, we, we, we wrote a couple of thousand of, uh, of pages about, uh, 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 of research about gold. And, and I think really still by far the strongest and, and most important driver for gold um, are real interest rates. Mm. So, 
So if you would tell me, well, in 2030, we will see positive real rates at, you know, plus three or four percent, then I would say, well, this bull market is probably over. Um, can we really afford it? I've, I've, I'm, I'm kind of doubting it. So, so, so I think really this bull market will go hand in hand with uh, deeply negative real rates. And, and from my point of view, having a look at sentiment at the moment, this is still fairly muted. And at some degree uh, or, or at some point, I think a re let's, let's, let's put it in a very diplomatic way, um, a reallocation or a realignment of our um, currency system will happen. Mm. And I think this will be the point in time when, when gold will really um, play a major role. Do you, do you think that realignment will involve gold in some, in some meaningful form? I mean, in history, it, it always has. It always has. So, so if you if you study history, if you study study financial markets history, I think in those transition periods, gold always played a major role. Why? To re-establish trust in the new currency. And I think you know uh, uh, the the Dutch uh, central bank wrote about gold being the trust anchor of of the currency and i thought that's 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 really that's that's brilliant and 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 if a central bank is writing about that you know there there must really be something about it and for a new currency system and uh i don't want to sound like uh you know gloom and doom but but it just happens uh, every mm. couple of decades so for a new currency you just need this this trust anchor and historically it's always been gold so do you think we'll go back to the gold standard then? How, how will uh, this new system work in your, in your mind? Well, well, I don't think that we'll go back to a classical gold standard. Uh, and, and, and we have to say, well, there is not the gold standard. There were so many different um, um, uh, variations of gold standards. But I think at least some backing of gold um, would 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 definitely be necessary to to create trust uh, in, in in new currency. Um, however, I, I know that uh, politicians um, don't really enjoy having the the limitations um, when it comes to spending um, that a gold um, uh, standard brings. So so <laughs> probably it would be. Um, let's say uh interpreted more 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 casually over over the years as always um but i think at the, at the beginning there, there would be some some gold backing involved and i mean let's face it the most important central banks and the most important countries they already own significant amounts of gold it's 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 the americans it's um the eurozone the imf holds uh, more than 3000 tons of gold the chinese the russians so that's basically all that 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 you need um to establish a new uh a new currency you you met, sorry to interrupt you you mentioned earlier that the gold that 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 sentiment wasn't necessarily as positive as it has been on this journey why do you think that is? Do you think that it that involves um, possibly a, a lot of attention being taken up by cryptocurrency? Well, I think that cryptocurrencies, especially last last fall, um, clearly were were stealing some um, some 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 interest and and uh, let's uh, they, they, they uh, in, cryptocurrencies were were kind of taking the the the, the center stage and and. 
I, I got so many emails asking, well, you know, is, is, isn't gold, uh, uh, is, isn't that whole, whole gold thing basically over and, and, and Bitcoin is now taking over? And I said, no, no, no way. Um, however, I, th I think that um, the whole um, competition between uh, crypto and especially Bitcoin and gold, uh, that's not something that, that, uh, that uh, we like because uh, at the beginning when, when Bitcoin uh, got launched, I think many people in the industry really, um, they, 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 they created and developed it as, as the, the antithesis or, 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 or the answer to our current monetary system. And it wasn't that, uh, you know, Soros reflexive move um, it's rising because uh, uh, prices are rising, and 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 I think that um, the the whole narrative changed quite dramatically over over the years. But I think you know why is the sentiment muted? Yeah, a it's it's cryptocurrencies. Uh, it's also of course the stronger U.S. dollar that we saw recently, and it's this um, slightly hawkish attitude that the um, Federal Reserve wants to uh, wants to, to to show the world now. I mean, I, I don't really... Do you, do you, I was going to say, do you really believe the F Federal Reserve when it says it's going to hike rates? No, but the market does. The market does. Uh, but how so far away is this? They're saying it's, it's, what, a couple of years away or it's not, it's not imminent, is it? No, well, well I mean, the, 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 the nominal Fed fund uh, rate projections, they, they rose uh, to 2.8% from 0.5% in March. So 29 basis points. And this is for the year 2023. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's still 2.5 years from now that could and be inflationary nobody, though couldn't it it could be inflation coming and not necessarily their influence well you know let's 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 face it nobody knows what what the fed will will really do between now and 2023 including the fed itself but from my point of view that they they will remain ultra loose so so i think that that the fact that they now want to sound a bit more hawkish uh, I don't know. That's that's like an Austrian football player pretending to to play like uh, a Brazilian. That's or, or an English an English football player. <laughs> <laughs> Just doesn't work. So, but yeah. the market the market for some reason believes it. And and I think when it comes to inflation, we have to we have to admit that the market sees inflation as as a let's say a topic over the next one or two years, but for the longer term, and you can see that on the, on the yield curve, for the longer term, the market doesn't expect any, any inflation. So they believe the narrative that it's transitory. While, while we say, well, folks, it's not transitory, it's structural. So, so that's definitely the, the main difference between our view and, and the consensus. You, you've alluded to institutions buying gold. Um, to the best of my knowledge, and when I may well be wrong, the the amount, the, the, the percentage allocation amongst sort of all institute, financial institutions worldwide to gold is still only of the order of circa one to two percent. Is that correct? I would say it's 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 even lower. Yeah. Um, so there's plenty of potential if if there is a re, for a re-rating if more institutions decide they would like to take out, let's say, inflation insurance over the coming years. Absolutely, but. But it is, of course, also uh, a consequence of financial repression. So, so for us in in, in our usage funds, um, it is impossible to buy physical gold. 
it's not we're, we're simply not allowed we are allowed to to buy greek government debt at negative yields and 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 we would also be allowed to 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 put leverage on 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 that um investment um, I, I, sorry sorry ronnie <laughs> I've, guaranteed I've, loss i've got so, i've got to cut in here sorry ronnie sure. just just you're not allowed to buy physical gold why it's a risky commodity pool it's it's way too risky obviously what for the regulators yeah it, it is what it is i do i do seem to recall because you mentioned that Excuse me. You mentioned the Dutch um, central bank earlier in a piece of research about gold. I seem to recall there was a Dutch glass blowers pension fund yes. that back in the day had gold holdings as part of its part of its fund um, investments. And the Dutch regulator said you have to sell that and buy um, safe assets like Dutch state loans. And the um, the pension fund basically told them to fuck off. And the case went to court, and I believe the pension fund won that case. Yes, yes. So, so for some reason, the Dutch uh, they, uh, yeah, they they've got a, um, a different attitude when it comes to gold. There was also the the DSM pension fund uh, quite recently starting to invest in gold, and and it was, and that's also very interesting from my point of view. It was a result of a reduction um, of the fund's exposure to government bonds by ten percentage points. Mm. Um, so, so they they. Did cut their government bonds and they bought real assets like like gold instead. So so that's that's definitely a strong signal. But but for many other institutional players, it is and it is simply not 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 possible to buy physical gold. Of course, you can go for ETFs. You can uh, you can buy um, uh, other certificates. You can buy mining stocks and so on. But not physical gold and also but in a usage fund, not gold futures, for example. But that's crazy. How how can buying an ETF of gold? be better than buying gold itself that's complete and utter nonsense paul you're beginning to sound like you don't think the regulator knows what it's doing <laughs> i mean surely someone's <laughs> got to challenge it that is ridiculous yeah it, it is it is it is uh, uh, absolutely absolutely but um yeah um, um yeah some some somebody would have to 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 really go to court um um to question that but but that's that's going to take a lot of time. I mean, it'd be a short careful. hearing, wouldn't it? I, I, sorry, could you explain how a derivative of a product can be more stable than a the actual product itself? I mean, it's it's a simple sort of question. It's, I, I just can't believe they do that. So, so instead, you're you're forced to invest in ETFs, and uh, I, but you can actually invest in in futures as well, right? You're saying. Yeah, not not in futures because there's physical delivery involved. Oh, oh, okay, right. So, but but you can buy, for example, in a usage fund, you can buy um, uh, futures on financial uh, products like the Bloomberg Commodity Index because there is no physical delivery involved. That that is possible. So this is a usage thing, which um, I'm I'm not familiar with regulation. I'm I'm sorry, it's not something I know very much about. But is that because you're based in? Um, I thought with being based in Liechtenstein meant Liechtenstein. You, yeah you you could be independent I mean does that mean you're going to come over to to the UK now we've got brexit we might our rules might be changing and you might be able well, to do that well usage is, is basically um accepted worldwide now and and it is for apart, apart from America apart from America yes uh, that that's a whole different story. um but but it is it is basically the standard and 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 you have to say well, if, if if you don't go for usage, um, then you're probably cutting off like 99 percent, ninety nine percent 
of possible buyers. So, Fine. so you yeah. dramatically reduce uh, your target group. Um, you can go for an uh, so-called so, so AIF, which is an alternative investment fund. Uh, that's like a hedge fund, but but then many many institutions are simply not allowed to to buy them or they just want don't want to buy them because you know in in big institutions it's it's cover your ass policies it's uh it's career risk obviously so uh you know why should you go for an aif from from incrementum while you can also buy um a usage fund uh, uh managed by blackrock or jp morgan so um that's that that just makes it makes it much 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 harder so does your fund invest in silver and platinum and palladium as well or is it just exclusively focused on the yellow metal no we've got a we've got a couple of funds actually yeah we've got a uranium fund for example we've got a uh, uh inflation uh, protection fund where we invest in in all sorts of different uh inflation sensitive assets like mining stocks obviously um uh, commodities uh commodity currencies and so on uh, then we've got uh, we've got a mining fund. Uh, we've got an all weather fund, very opportunistic. We've got two two funds that actually combine physical gold um, with uh, cryptocurrencies and with Bitcoin in cold storage, where we use an uh, um, an options overlay to 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 basically harvest the, the enormous volatility in the in the in the crypto space um so those are those are our various strategies and they are definitely you know we are we are a boutique so so we've got uh, niche products um but i think that for for the current environment that that we are in and that we will probably be facing uh i think we've got We've got really, really, really outstanding products. We had um, Akhil Patel on the show, the previous one, and he was talking about inflation starting to pick up in the next coming years and it going into sort of a, a very hot period into 2026. So it, it, um, it sounds like you're well positioned for that. And there has been a distinct lack of inflation. The Fed have, have I suppose, it, again, it depends where you look, but the Fed have been trying to to engender it with their low interest rates. They may have to go negative. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but so far, uh, other than in certain asset prices, inflation has been reasonably well behaved. So it's not got out of control, but there's, that's all to play for. Well, yeah, the, the question is if, 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 if you can really micromanage it, and, and, and I, would, I would kind of doubt that and... and, and well, there are a couple of, of, of topics to, to talk about when it comes to inflation. And actually, the, the leitmotiv of this year's report was the monetary climate change. So, of course, it's, it's a bit of a provocative title, but, um, but it seems that, that if you listen to, to, um, to fund managers, um, everything that counts is, is sustainability and, 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 and ESG and uh, climate change. And, and also, if you listen to central bankers nowadays, they seem to, to focus on completely different things. Sometimes mm. they, uh, they sound like Greenpeace activists mm. or, or social workers. And as far as I know, their mandates haven't really changed. And I don't think that that uh, fighting climate change is 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 uh, is the mandate of the ECB, for example. Um, however, I, I I think 
that really when it comes to inflation, people have to understand that that fiscal policy is taking over now. And um, I think it's it's pretty obvious in the United States, Biden will continue to push the envelope. Um, I think that people should focus more on what uh, what we're seeing on the fiscal side on less uh, what's coming out by central banks. And, and this is exactly what central bankers um, told us over the last couple of years. They said, well, we're actually running out of tools. Our toolbox are empty and, and, and of course we can do more QE, but we saw that it really doesn't work. Uh, uh, of course we're creating asset price inflation, but um, what we really want to achieve is higher price inflation and it's not working. So fiscal policy is over and it's, of course it has a much more direct impact on the economy and and on inflation rates it is like you know uh you're tired and then you're pouring two red bull or five espresso of of course the effect kicks in very quickly but then it fades off very quickly too and and i think that's 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 really what we're seeing now we will see more new deals for whatever um i think that we will see um what already changed last year, you know, taboos have been broken. Austerity is out. Nobody cares about this this frugal Swabian housewife that we saw after the Greek crisis. Nobody cares about that anymore. So big government and, and uber Keynesian policies are back. Uh, and I think this is one of the main drivers for, for, for our um, inflation outlook. So you talked about a currency regime change. How far away do you think we are from that? And what well, would it, to be honest, and what would what, sorry, um, and what would it look like? How would how would it um, start to manifest itself? To be honest, I've got no idea how how far we are away. Uh, I think we 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 came closer due to the COVID crisis, and you know, a trillion US dollars used to be a big number. Now nobody really cares about it anymore. It's just just normal. Um, I think that you know it's 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 all about trust. And 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 15 years ago, when I wrote the first in gold we trust report, I I thought, well, that's that's a nice name and 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 play a, a play on words. But I didn't have a clue about the importance of trust, um, not only in business life and in finance, but for every you know our our whole life you know if you go to a restaurant you you basically trust um the 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 chef the the cook that um he's using good ingredients and that he doesn't spit into your meal if you jumping on a plane you trust the pilot um you're 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 married for 40 years and 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 then at some point you come home from from work a bit earlier and you meet your wife with your with your neighbor or the the tennis trainer whatever and then this trust that was built for 40 years this trust is broken so um it is highly asymmetrical and i think this this is uh one of the most important things uh, when it comes to trust. Now, when will people um, stop trusting our monetary system? Um, it can happen pretty quickly. And I think in 2008, 2009, we are really close um, uh, to, to that moment when people just lost confidence in the banking system. To, the, to that point, to that point, Ronnie, sorry to cut in. Do you think that, that what, what Mises would call the, the sort of crack-up boom, the sort of rush to 
to buy real assets has already started. Yes, this is exactly what I wanted to say, mm. Tim. Um, if I have a look at price developments um, in the real estate market. Yeah, exactly. So I was just going to say that pro- property prices. London is, is, is really cheap now. You're, you're getting um, <laughs> lots of value. Well, cheap, cheap, cheap compared to Manhattan it, or it, possibly it, Hong Kong, perhaps. It, is that sarcastic or do you really think it is cheap? Yeah, it's just my, my okay. weird Austrian sense of humor. <laughs> okay, now. good. No, that, um, that, that matches ours. That's good. But also over here, I mean, it's uh, prices are just ridiculous, and 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 I think it's interesting how how quickly people just um, yeah take it for granted that that prices are just so high. I, I uh, we watched uh, um, uh, the the football game last night with a couple of friends, um, and again, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Win. Um, and a friend of mine, he said, well, you know, we're we're now building. Uh, we, we're kind of, um, um, yeah, we got an old, an old house and we're going to renovate it and we're going to spend 1.2 million euros. And I said, well, that's, that's quite a lot. And, uh, both are earning really good money. But, but then he said, yeah, we'll take out a loan for, for 900,000 uh, euros. And I said, well, you know, that's, that's quite a lot of money for, for your salaries. And, and you probably will hope for inflation, but but still, I mean, nothing should really happen if you're taking out such such a loan because um, you don't have any flexibility if you I don't know if you get sick or you lose your job, whatever. But it is just just otherwise people wouldn't be able to afford um, buying real estate, and and that tells me that the sensitivity to rising rates and also to recessions is probably higher than ever. So so it is all. Not priced for perfection, but but let's say financed for for perfection. Yeah. But what what Mises would see if he would still be alive, he would definitely say that this is the beginning of a cracker boom. It is not only the real estate market, um, which is the in in German there's this great word um, beton gold, uh, which means concrete gold. So. For us over here, everybody says, well, you cannot lose any money uh, investing in real estate. Is that a uh, recent expression? Is that just come onto the scene? No, no, no. It's it's always been like that. And, right. and, and actually, real estate prices, they have risen 2 or 3% per year over the last couple of decades. But now, over the last few years, they were taking off and rising like 10 15% uh, per annum. Um, but it's not only real estate. It is obviously the art market. It is Pokemon trading cards. It is um, non-fungible NFTs, non-fungible tokens. Exactly. It is uh, the crypto market. I mean, phenomena like Dogecoin that that wouldn't happen in a in a normal monetary system. I, I would say we're seeing it in the equity markets. We're seeing it in the in the bond market. Obviously, so. Obviously, people are kind of losing confidence in the in the purchasing power or in the future purchasing power of money, and they want to get real assets, and uh, that's that's a pretty dangerous development. We're talking about um, gold as being the primary asset that you might. Well, actually, I'm putting words in your mouth. Maybe you're not saying it's the primary asset that you should be looking to buy. If we could take another tact and say, what do you think are the valid arguments against gold like for example if you do think there's going to be a crack up boom you've mentioned property property gives you a yield you've also got stocks that you could buy why not buy those instead of gold 
Well, I think making a case for gold doesn't necessarily mean making a case against equities. Um, uh, you know, in in our mandates, in our wealth management department, we've got um, we've got extremely high um, equity allocations. Uh, of course, in uh, wisely, hopefully, wisely selected equities in the right sectors. Um, we, we are heavily uh, uh, underweighted uh, in, 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 in the debt market and obviously in government bonds because I think the, um, the valuations are not interesting uh, uh, at these levels. And actually, there are not too many buyers around except for, for central banks. So, so from my point of view, in this environment where we, we expect uh, negative real rates over the next couple of years and, and perhaps even decades, I think um, commodities should be a part of your portfolio. Um, we, like the, uh, we like silver a lot. We like obviously gold. We like gold mining stocks. Um, uh, and then when it comes to, to alternatives and so on, this is just not something that, that we're specialized in. So, so um, I would say that a high allocation in high quality equities uh, and commodities and especially precious metals, um, you know, should, should be a good allocation for, for, the, for the scenarios that, that we're expecting. And you know, to answer your question, you know, what would, would be arguments against gold? Well, as I've said before, rising real rates, probably the, the biggest point. Then, of course, um, a solution to the whole debt um, uh, mess that we're in. Um, probably also when it comes to, to, to the system itself, um, I don't like the fact that gold is always sold as a uh, uh, as an investment or uh, let's say as a monetary hedge um, for extreme scenarios and, and and you know there there is this um, fear trade but there is also this love trade and we shouldn't forget that two thirds of the physical demand nowadays are coming from emerging markets. And that Indians and Chinese and 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 Arabs, um, Turkish people, uh, Vietnamese, whatever, they've got a very high affinity for gold, and they are just they're just permanently buying physical gold. Now the question is, why are they buying gold? Um, because they've got a, a long history of high inflation and weak currencies. So just as a side note. Um, I, I, I did keynotes all over the world and, and I think the best questions um, I ever got asked were, were in Istanbul, in Turkey, because they know um, why they hold gold in their portfolios. They know um, that inflation is a real risk for their portfolios, that a currency devaluation is a real risk that you have to hedge against. Well, if you talk to asset managers in the Western world, everybody will say, well, inflation hasn't been a, a problem over the last 40 years, and it won't be a problem. Currency devaluations have never been a, a big problem since... Um, I don't know, 1970, the 1970s, but we've got stable currencies. So it well, Sterling, Sterling got ethnically cleansed from the exchange rate mechanism in 1992. But the, the thing I, I would add is, I, I welcome your thoughts on this. I would suggest that gold is still the, one of the most misunderstood assets in the world. And I'm very much minded to quote 
um, a gentleman by the name of Andrea Sacavalos of, of Edelweiss, which is a firm that you may well know in Zurich. And I remember him saying, and this is a, a direct quote, gold is not even an investment. It is a conscious decision to refrain from investing until the return of an honest monetary system makes a calculation of relative asset prices possible. So the idea that everyone or the people in gold are, are sort of gaming a, a bull market, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's only a, a tiny part of the story. The reality is that gold is almost like a kind of, it, it's like the most classic form of insurance. It's it's what what you what you own when you don't want to play the same game as everybody else. Absolutely, um, absolutely, and I think over here in in Austria and in Germany, obviously, um, it is gold is still a bit in our monetary DNA. Mm. Um, so it is you can walk into into a bank uh, branch and you can buy your Philharmonic coins. You can buy gold bars. That's just normal. Um, I think I don't know if you go to to HSBC in London, could could you buy gold bars, for example? Probably not. No, no. Uh, I, I I did it in I the US so. once, and they were they were ridiculing me. So so for us, it's it's just much more normal, and and I think it's it's also because you know uh, stories from our grandparents about the war and especially about the the hyperinflation, um, and 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 my grandma she always said, well, the euro is also uh, a currency reform, and um, well well well, average people didn't really win. Um, anything uh, uh, um, uh, in, in 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 currency reforms. So um, I think this is really the the attitude when it comes to gold as a um, as a monetary insurance is completely different uh, compared to the United States, where people are still hearing those stories about the Great Depression and everybody's scared of deflation. And I think this this explains quite quite a lot, actually. So so uh, as always, uh, reading and understanding history um, changes your views on the future. It's a very interesting point because if you look at where we are in history, we've had. We've already had a massive run-up in equity prices. We've had a run-up in property prices. Then normally at the end of that boom, before we hit deflation, you would see excessive speculation in various areas. And we're seeing that at the moment with the NFTs. We, we saw it in the art market as well. And a complete detachment from reality, from prices and, 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 and value and, and people who new traders who are coming in and buying things that just have no value, but are just looking to speculate for the short term. And that can apply in some ways to, to some of the cryptocurrency moves that have been stratospheric and now are correcting off. So there's, there is a lot of sympathy in my view for the view that we, we are closer to a, to a massive top now, rather than waiting for this cycle crack up boom that, that both you and Tim have mentioned. It would be much neater if we had that boom and then the you know double digit interest rate um, to counteract the inflation of possible treble digit, but let's not even think about that. Um, that to 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 complete the cycle, but it certainly does feel like we have been through a massive boom, and to say that we've got another massive boom ahead is is quite a statement and it's one that Akil made and I'm getting my head round I was just going to say because that's sorry to, again to interrupt Paul the, I, I was just thinking about Akil's reference to the property it seems to me that the, the one thing that and, and obviously welcome um, uh, Ronnie's thoughts on this it seems to be the one thing that the governments of the world cannot afford certainly the western governments cannot afford is for property prices to correct so that yeah. the one game that must be played 
you know, uh, to the nth degree to the last taxpayer is keep the property market afloat. Uh, yeah, but I think it's it's not only the property market, um, but also also the equity market. Um, it, it, it creates this crazy environment where where basically every everybody expects as soon as the S and P drops five or ten percent and volatility rises, well, you know, the the Fed will have your back. So, um, I, I actually, you know, I I, I I think that 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 equities are more and more taking the role of of of, of bonds. And and I think that's 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 really interesting to see that the the correlation between um, the negative correlation between gold and and and, and uh, between equities and and bonds, as soon as inflation expectations become unanchored, um, those correlations flip. So um, that from a portfolio point. Of you for the for the for the for the 6040 portfolio I mean that's that's definitely worst case scenario um, so 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 I think that inflation um, if our assumptions are right that inflation is not transitory but really structurally here this will lead to massive portfolio reallocations and I think everybody um, having this classic 60-40 portfolio with, of course, some variations. Um, They're going to get vaporized. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. How, so how will they Because how will they reallocate? Because at the moment, I would have assumed, and probably incorrectly, that the market is, is very long equities. How, what would they be doing to, to reallocate? Would they have to be more picky about the, the actual stocks? Move away from tech, for example? Or, or how would they do that? Yeah, well, within the equity space, I think there would be reallocations. Uh, we, we wrote a special report called uh, Inflation and the Boy Who Cried Wolf. Uh, it was published in, in November last year where we said, well, um, what works in inflation? And and actually, you know, stocks are always sold, sold as, as, as an inflation hedge. But if you really crunch the numbers, that's that's not hundred percent accurate. Really? So you okay. really have to focus on on the pricing power. You have to focus on the sector. And and there's a fabulous um, um, uh, article by uh, Warren Buffett. Uh, I think it was published in the mid seventies, where he wrote um, how inflation swindles the equity investor. And and obviously, you know, the nineteen seventies were were a tough period for 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 equity investors from a nominal point of view the performance was okay but on a real basis it was a it was a horrible uh, uh, horrible decade so so I think the narrative that that in that that when inflation becomes a topic uh, equities will will be a great investment I I would question that and and I think you really have to do your homework on the sectors on the pricing power um, and so on that's that's very interesting uh, what what signs do you think um, you you have a core view as to where you expect the markets to go and obviously there's nothing to counteract that so you're going to keep the, the course steady what could be the fly in the ointment for that what would suggest that actually we've already hit the top and we're gonna instead of going into inflation deflation we have to and you would have to reconsider your portfolio well, that's 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 a good point and and i think that that actually the 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 federal reserve um um two weeks ago um, with with the press conference but also um with with those uh dot plots and so on 
of course that was that was a tough week for for inflation sensitive assets um but the fed already had to kind of backpedal and 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 calm down the market and and i think you know this is this is really what's uh, uh what's probably the the most important question uh for us um and we're asking ourselves, how will the Fed respond if there are downside surprises in the economic data in the coming weeks? Um, what is if the slowdown in the economy is broad and rapid? Uh, what is going to happen if the Delta variant uh, uh, is getting is getting more severe and we will see another lockdown? Um, what if U.S. equities decline five to ten percent or more in the coming weeks and and and, and volatility rises? So. Um, what if the Fed is forced to revert to uh, some sort of a lower for much longer policy rate agenda? I think those are really crucial questions that we're asking ourselves at the moment. And and I think one of the main views that we have, and, and we said that already in the in the last rate hike campaign, we said back then, we said this this will be the shortest and the shallowest. Um, um, period of, of rate hikes in history. And the next one, if they should at some point at all be able to, to raise rates, it will be even shorter and more shallow. So perhaps we'll see two, two, two or three rate hikes. But then this, this is going to be it because we simply cannot afford more. From my point of view, um, if you understand this this big picture, I think it gives you uh, a tremendous edge to to most other investors. And and I think if you also understand uh, how our monetary system works and that uh, it is per definition an inflationary system and that we cannot uh, uh, um, allow any deflation. Well, it, re- it, require, it, it requires the constant expansion of credit. So deflation can never be allowed to happen. But exactly. It, but it also, by therefore, by definition, then means that it it has to fail. Which I, which I, yeah, because because because, because that which cannot continue forever must stop. Yeah, because exactly. you're you're effectively creating more and more and more debt that cannot be paid back. And and the argument that it couldn't really be paid back now is is a good one. And people like yourselves, Tim, I, and myself, we're, we're all thinking. How is this ever going to be paid back by any of the governments? And as you said, and you said at the top of the show about there being trillions of dollars. Now, in the if you go back twenty years and say that the the, the Fed were going to extend their balance sheet by a trillion dollars, you know the market would have had a hissy fit. But now it's like so so what? Well, we're we're all you know, being being slowly boiled to death in 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 the pan. But the the way we've looked at this for years now, for twenty years, is that. If you accept that there's too much debt in the system, there are only three ways out. One is you engineer enough ec- economic growth to service the debt. That's now impossible. The second is that you default on it. And since we live in a credit-based system, that's Armageddon. The only plausible answer is also the one that every indebted government throughout all of recorded history has resorted, which is you inflate the damn thing away. Yeah, but yeah. Tim, you've only used a thousand years of history to back up that argument. <laughs> 4,000 years. 4,000 years, yeah. <laughs> But but you know the interesting thing is, um, central bankers they, they 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 kept telling us over the last couple of years inflation is too low and we have to do more and more and we have to get more creative and aggressive. To- and now it's like be kept 
be careful what be careful what you wish for. <laughs> but now it's here and now it's transitory. Yeah. And and I mean just with with those changes like the move to average inflation targeting, um, for 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 this year's report we. We said, well, okay, we can calculate uh, uh, some some different scenarios. Um, how much inflation budget um, the Federal Reserve might have, and then we said, well, well, let's have a look at, at what they're telling us. You know, what time frame are they using for this average inflation targeting? And they don't say anything about it, nothing. So uh, they don't tell us if they go back like ten years. Uh, from here, so this was obviously give us a greater inflation budget. They don't tell us if if it's going to be used or spent. I mean, the, the just the the term inflation budget is crazy. <laughs> um, but they don't tell us if it's going to be used over one year, three years, five years. So I think there's so many so many signs that inflation will be the the solution to this whole problem. Uh, I think higher inflation in combination with uh, yield curve control. Um, this this will be the solution. And uh, and over history, you know, we had it a couple of times uh, after the Second World War. Of course, back then, I think the um, the foundation for just pure economic growth was completely different because you know we haven't seen this financialization of the system you know whole countries have had to be rebuilt so um now that's 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 clearly different but but i think as as you as you rightly said it will be inflation and it will be inflation in combination with um, a control of the yield curve, which is basically an unlimited quantitative easing. And if if it will be implicit or explicit yield curve control, I don't know. Sometimes it's enough to say, well, I've got the bazooka in the basement and I will use it. Sometimes you actually have to use the bazooka. So um, I don't know, but I think... The first rule of the bazooka is that you can never use the bazooka. <laughs> but I think in March, you know, the markets were were already really nervous when when the ten years were at uh, one point seven five, I think. Yeah. And yeah. you know, there were more articles coming out, and and uh, you know, from from high profile economists, bankers, or whatever, they they said, well, we need yield curve control and so on. So it was already kind of tested. And I think you know two is is probably you know the big number. As soon as we go to two percent again, I think it will in some way be implemented. So you've written a book called "The Zero Interest Rate Trap." Can you tell us a bit about what's in in that book? Is there an English version, or is it just in in, in German? No, no, it's 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 uh, there's an English version as well. Um, we we published quite a lot of. Um, um, Twitter threads uh, recently about the, the key takeaways of the book. It's it's been a real bestseller in the in the German speaking world. Uh, it was published in 2019, and and we basically made the case uh, back then, saying, well, um, you know, real negative real rates forever, um, and it is important to to not only analyze and and and. Uh, inform people about the financial consequences of um, of uh, interest rate policy, but also on the, the 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 social consequences and 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 what it does to our society. You know, the fact that I 
that I uh, mentioned before in this example before, um, you know, people just, you know, real estate prices are, are running away. So, so the consequence is many, many people just take out enormous uh, uh, um, uh, mortgages uh, and then, you know, they are in the uh, in they, they are basically trapped because uh, if 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 you got such a big uh, mortgage you can't say well I'm taking a year off a sabbatical whatever um, um, so so it has many many different consequences for our everyday life and and this is also important for us because I think that many problems um, and phenomena that we're seeing now can be traced back to our monetary system and therefore you know that's 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 really something that that is very dear to our hearts to 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 tell people what's what's going on from our point of view which is clearly different um to the to the mainstream view but but i think you know everybody tries to to make and to save some money but nobody really knows what money is and where money comes from and how it is created and and you know i worked in a bank for a couple of years um and i would say that i don't know 90 percent of 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 all employees in a bank have no idea how money is created um so 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 that's that's something that's that's important for us and 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 so therefore, many people said, "Well, this 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 book that you wrote, it was almost philosophical because there are so many so many things like, I don't know. Do you guys have a tattoo? I don't know. I've considered one, but no, Tim. But there's an Edinburgh tattoo that the Queen does every. Oh, sorry, you mean you mean the stuff on this? No, no, no. I don't have one either. Attack. Okay, <laughs> but but you probably yeah uh, you 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 also see that nowadays basically not having a t- tattoo is is very much contrarian um, sure sure um, and it is the, the question is why do people get it because somebody once told me if you're getting a tattoo you're going long uh, regret um, and the consequence is or the reason from our point of view is time preference hmm. um, I mean let's face it I, everybody can do with his body what he wants to do but 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 honestly after five to ten years every tattoo looks shit when, you, when um, so, you're an old man, it doesn't look quite as good as when. Yeah, <laughs> so so it seems that the time preference has shifted. So people want to consume now; they want this uh, immediate uh, gratification, uh, and they don't care about the long term. And I think this can also be explained by our interest rates. Um, now, many people think that's that's a bit too far fetched, but I think this this change in in timeframes that we're thinking and operating in clearly is affected by by interest rates. Well, that's certainly the Fed and, and the central governments and central banks and, and government policies very much just short term. It's all, you know, three to six months, maybe a year, but they don't they don't think beyond that. And they don't think beyond the terms of of how long they're holding the reins for. They can just hand over the problem to somebody else and and, and retire. So that that is that's been a. But that, lot. But that's exactly the point, Paul. That in terms of politicians, the polit- you know, we 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 may or may not have a time preference and um, you know a willingness to, to 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 get now what what otherwise might take years to years to engineer. But the average politician thinks no further than the re-election cycle. Yes, exactly. But, but it's also it's also a human trait to want to to have the, the you know the short term gratification. 
um, rather than yeah, thinking but matu- about the long matur- term. Maturity does tend to does tend to, to deal with that. So it's like the marshmallow test. That if you give you know a, a, a small child a marshmallow and say if you wait five minutes you can have another one, um, or it, or you can have you can have one now, but that, you know, you, that's it. Um, and basically, the, I mean, I've slightly knackered the the, the the import of the the story, but it, but in essence, those children that can wait rather than have immediate gratification tend to do better academically. Yeah, but yes. prob- probably tend to be the minority though, because oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Because we we all, I mean, it's as again, it's just a human. Oh, we're, trait. All, we're all human. We're all human. Yeah, all human. so that's why people smoke because they they're not thinking about the long term effects of what they're doing, and it's short term gratification. But I think. The point also that Ronnie's making is that that window is becoming shorter and shorter. Like people's attention's getting shorter and shorter. CEOs are expecting, you know, look instead of looking at a you know ten year plan, five year plan, three year plan, they're looking at how can we get our stock options up in the next quarter. What are we going to do? And you see them see companies doing all these short term measures just to keep pumping their share price higher, and that that can work up until a point but then it becomes counterproductive and it's that point of counterproductiveness that that it reaches the tipping point and things start to go wrong absolutely absolutely so so probably we can we can say that the federal reserve is responsible for for people getting so many tattoos now that <laughs> that would be yeah. it in a nutshell <laughs> yes no no but but, but really I, I i think that this um this lack of long term planning and uh um that that's really uh, that's 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 a big concern that that i'm having yeah and 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 uh, i think that you know uh, that, that interest rates and, and and our monetary system clearly clearly changed it because you know i mean saving should be something normal and 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 is basically um, the the one of the main foundations of our uh, capitalistic system, but but now I mean you're you're over here in Germany um, uh, up to fifty thousand euros now. It used to be hundred thousand euros. Uh, you have to you have to pay um, uh, um, negative interest rates uh, on your bank account. So to, so to use Tim's analogy, the people who are saving their marshmallows are the ones who are getting screwed. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I really like your your balanced view on on everything. I can see how you know you position your portfolio and you're looking at the risks, and you also talk about cryptocurrencies, which again is a polarizing subject. But I don't I don't think it should be an and one or other. I think it's a it's a, certainly within your portfolio. You're saying that you you actually invest in it, and and if I'm right in saying perhaps sell options to create volatility to create yield um what what's your um what's your longer term expectations of cryptocurrency do you think it is the future and it will we will be using some form of of uh, cryptographic currency for central banks and, and we'll have like a a bit dollar or what, whatever it might be or do you see this as as something that will just run parallel to the main currencies for for a considerable period of time um well first of all i have to say that that it's a highly emotional topic um as as gold i mean when it comes to gold everybody wants or or needs to have an opinion for some reason and on bitcoin it's 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 pretty similarly i'm i'm following the space for many years now and i have to say that um 
the I've I've met some of the the smartest and most most ambitious and hardworking people in this uh, in this space, and and they only see um, solutions where while if you go to a let's say a traditional finance or banking uh, conference. They only see threats and they only see problems and, you know, compliance and risk management. And there's this new legislations and GDPR and whatever. So so I really enjoy the, the, the general mood and, and buzz in this um, uh, in this environment. The second thing is, well, I know that for for many people in the gold camp, but also in the Bitcoin camp, um, they just see each other as competitors and they hate each other and they're making jokes about each other. I think there shouldn't be two camps. Um, I think they should basically join forces and say, well, the enemy or the competitor is is fiat money. And, and obviously, Satoshi Nakamoto, whoever it was, he clearly understood the flaws of our monetary system. He understood the Austrian School of Economics. He understood the stock-to-flow ratio of gold. So from my point of view, to answer your, your questions, I, I think it is, it is here to stay. I think there are many rubbish uh, projects. I think that uh, many, many coins or whatever will be weeded out. But, but I see Bitcoin, Ethereum, but also in the, in the decentralized finance space, I'm seeing really, really, really great projects. And, and, and I think, you know, the, the bank of the future will be completely different to the bank of the past. Uh, I mean, everybody knows that. But if you talk to, um, to, to, to younger people like uh, our, our neighbor's um, son, he's like 12 years old. And, and for him, I mean, it's just normal to spend half his day in um, uh, how the, those games called uh, Minecraft and oh, yeah. um, what I've got kids. What, what it, it's Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Fortnite, kids are into yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortnite. And for them, it's just natural to spend money on 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 buying um, skins. Uh, skins and all that stuff. That yeah. that's just you know that's it's crazy. Just, just normal for that for us it's crazy but yeah. but i think you know for them it feels much more natural to to have their portfolio on their cell phones and to have to some degree um digital currencies because let's face it they cannot really afford um buying real estate anymore perhaps they will buy some some stocks um uh by by the way i i tweeted that out uh, uh, yesterday, I think, and it got uh, quite a lot of uh, attention. It seems that uh, nowadays, that's that's a pretty interesting uh, graph that I posted, um, it seems that retail investors are taking out personal loans to trade stocks now. Um, oh, come on, so, that's got um, to be a bad sign. That, I mean, we know <laughs> this is not going to end well, yeah. Um, and that's that's clearly a sign. But but to come back to cryptocurrencies, I, I think that Bitcoin actually it's behaving pretty pretty well. I mean, everybody knew that it was um, uh, uh, massively overbought at, at sixty four thousand, and now obviously the new narrative is um, that Bitcoin is uh, you know from an ESG point of view it's. Uh, it's a disaster. While in 2017, the narrative was, well, it is only used for illegal activities. Yes, yeah, but it's I very weak arguments, really. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, exactly. I mean, Elon Musk saying that 
um, how could he invest in it before and not know that? I mean, we we spoke about it on our podcast just cursorily about how much electricity is actually used to generate it, and then he's suddenly bullish, and then suddenly isn't. It's just weird. I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not criticizing him personally. I just can't understand his his thought process. I thought that he got massive pressure from from ESG funds that are invested in Tesla. And they said, well, you 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 either reverse your position on on Bitcoin or um, uh, we will will uh, stop investing in Tesla. That that's 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 my view. But you know, um, just, I don't know just if that makes it any that, better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But just to finish that that thought, um, if we compare it, um, 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 so, so I, I think that let's say that the whole um, gold versus Bitcoin debate is, is is overshadowed by the fact that they are not mutually exclusive and will both do exceedingly well in this environment of of, of currency debasement and 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 on uh, yeah inflationism. Perhaps Bitcoin appreciates it faster, but gold will not be going in a way will not be going in a way. Uh, and will be far less volatile. And I mean, financial assets worldwide currently, that's 439 trillion. So if, if only, you know, the gold market is roughly 10 trillion. Um, Bitcoin at the moment, I think it's seven or 800 billion. So they only have to, to steal a tiny part of those 439 trillion to do really, really well. So, so we say gold for stability, Bitcoin for convexity. Um, volatility can be your enemy, but you can also use it as your friend by the options market. And that's, that's basically what we're doing. So, so that's, that's clearly a different approach. And we know that many people in the gold camp um, don't enjoy the fact that we are open to Bitcoin. Um, but I think it's it's competition, and and therefore I like the competition that we're seeing between gold and Bitcoin because it just makes the discussion more interesting and it makes the product better to have that competition. I mean, you make a big, a very important point there to bring it back to fiat currency. It's it's not, it shouldn't be gold versus Bitcoin. It should be Bitcoin and gold versus fiat currency. That's the right argument, surely. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And. And you know that the question obviously is, you know, um, um, what will preserve your purchasing power best uh, over the next couple of years? And 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 for us and for our clients, it's it's really we don't care about this daily noise. And if gold now is trading at seventeen twenty or eighteen fifty, uh, that's you know over the longer term, that's that's that's. Uh, doesn't make a big difference. We know um, the the the, the long term scenarios. We we know uh, how we uh, value uh, uh, those different scenarios, and we know uh, how asymmetric um, both gold and 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 Bitcoin are. And 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 you know, if Bitcoin should uh, should really continue to succeed, why shouldn't it be? Really, at I don't know, five hundred thousand in, uh, in in three or four years. Yeah, I clearly cannot rule it out. And 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 we are saying that we see the price of gold at the end of this decade 
at four thousand eight hundred US dollars, and that this is even the conservative mm. um, uh, forecast that we're making. So, at the moment, everybody says, "Well, those numbers they're they're outrageous." Good, but Good if, if you would that. have if you would have told somebody in nineteen seventy one, "Well, gold will will be rising to to eight fifty by the end of this decade," people would have said, "Well." Only if hyperinflation happens, and only if um, the dollar completely collapses. Um, well, it didn't happen, and and actually afterwards, uh, the next 20 years were tough for gold, and and were a terrific time for uh, for 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 a classic portfolio. So, I really want to say that I'm. Um, I think there will be a point in time where you will have to reduce your 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 allocation in gold. I will always have a core position in gold, but I think this will be a time when when you have a tremendous purchasing power measured in other um, in other asset classes, perhaps in 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 equities, perhaps even in bonds, um, and this should be used. Then, so so this point is far away from my point of view now, but it will happen at some point. Presumably, in terms of uh, assessing when to reduce positions in gold, that's going to be a conditional thing. It won't be a price-dependent thing in isolation. It'll be conditional on, for example, this is certainly the way we look at the world. We would look to reduce our exposure to gold when the circumstances that led us to initiate it in the first place, namely the debt predicament, have been largely resolved. In other words, it's not dependent on a given dollar price or a pound sterling price or anything else. It's subject to a change in the environment that led us to to own it in the first place. Absolutely. And that goes hand in hand with with real interest rates. Um, If we'll be able to afford uh, three or four percent real rates, then I think you've got high opportunity costs holding gold, and then you probably will 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 lower your allocation. And uh, we are showing sh- some charts in the report that suggest uh, everything above 2.5% positive real rates is a is a horrible environment for gold. So so if we should go there, then it's it's time to say goodbye to gold. But quite a lot will happen uh, until we get there. Mm. Another aspect of the uh, cryptocurrency space, um, first of all, I'd like to know whether you think Ethereum being superior technology is more likely to overshadow Bitcoin in the future. And and secondly, looking at the blockchain technology from which the cryptocurrencies are created, in, in my view, that is really where the 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 big changes are going to come from and it's quite misunderstood and i i didn't really get it until until i did a bit more research i found that actually understanding the block blockchain technology and thinking about what you can do with that then makes everything far more a uh you know an interesting proposition for the future would you agree yes absolutely and uh you know there there is so many ways that 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 the whole technology that is that has been developed and that is currently being developed by really really smart and motivated people with lots of human resources but also rising um financial resources because there's really lots of money flowing into this space at the moment um so there's there's so many ways it can change and and improve our our lives yeah and 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 
basically cut out the middleman. That's 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 what it's all about. Yeah. And if this middleman is 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 a bank, yeah, great. Why why shouldn't I? Uh, you know, Tim needs some money uh, uh, for the weekend. Um, why shouldn't why shouldn't I provide this money um, based on his credit score? Uh, and 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 uh, why do we need a bank uh, for that for that little transaction when Tim wants to go to the pub uh, and is is short short cash? Um, I, I think there's there's many many ways like like uh, notaries for example. Um, there's so many so many aspects, but it will time of uh, will take time obviously. Yeah. And I think when it comes to Ethereum, well well. We, we like both and and I think they're just two um, they're somehow related but but then the characteristics are, are still still different and mm. and and I see I, I really see um, the opportunities for ethereum much much broader I I never thought that Bitcoin will really be used as um, as a as a currency that you will buy your your your, your coffee with with some satoshis. Um, the same with gold. I think it's you know it's Gresham's law. Um, but it is being used for for saving saving money um, while you want to spend your 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 fiat dollars. Um, yeah. So so long story short, I, I think if we um, if if we basically cut it down, money money is money is technology, and 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 I think that the technology of 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 gold, uh, in a very very long trial and error process, um, I think people all over the globe in every culture, uh, in every religion, think that. This technology is very solid. When it comes to Bitcoin, obviously, you know, we just need more time, and this explains why it's so so, so much more volatile. But I always make the comparison. It's it, it's a bit like you know, comparing gold and Bitcoin is like comparing a car to a to a motorcycle. It doesn't really make sense in in terms of safety, acceleration, fun, risk. I can go from A to B in a large Volvo SUV. Or I can go from A to B in a Ducati Panigale that goes zero to hundred in 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 two point four seconds. Um, as oh soon my God, as it's, that's quick. <laughs> yeah, that's quick. But, but that's that's fun. Of course, it's more much more risky. And as soon as it starts uh, uh, raining uh, or snowing, you will have a hard time on your on your motorcycle, and you want to sit in this uh, comfortable uh, Volvo SUV. So, but why not have both? Uh, in your garage, if if you can afford it, why not? So this is a bit um, the approach that that we developed over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, we, we, which is we, we're very 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 open. Do you, do you want to say something about your understanding of what blockchain technology is? Because I think that is that is where I had a bit of an aha moment about what cryptocurrencies could be. Well, well, there's just one thing that I I want to recommend every every year uh, uh, listener. It was a video um, on Real Vision, and it is by a I forgot the name. It is a um, it is a very smart man who who actually works for the Federal Reserve, but also does courses on blockchain technology for a couple of years already. And in this video on, on Real Vision, and I think it's also on YouTube, he 
demonstrates real time oh. how the blockchain works. Oh, here we and go. And it's really it's super fascinating. And once once you see that, you will realize how big this is. So what, um, what so is blockchain? The explainer, the the big story on Real Vision is that the one I've got that up. Uh, I'm just playing it now. Globalization part. Uh, what what is the name of the? Um, Actually, it doesn't say. It just says Real Vision Finance. What is blockchain explainer? Um, so it doesn't quite say who um, who is the, the person behind it. it. I'm just running it now. I, I will I will I will look into this. It, it okay. was really really fascinating. It was a um, as I've said a, a, a real time demonstration of what happens in the in the blockchain yeah. once you want to change something. Super fascinating. So that's that's. Uh, thousand times better compared to Ronnie explaining uh, 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 the blockchain technology yeah yeah I, what I what I meant by that was not uh, not necessarily to get into the nuts and bolts of what blockchain is which is um, is rather straightforward when you look at it but it's you know a bit a bit difficult to explain on a podcast I, I totally agree yeah what I meant was the, um, the 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 potential for decentralized applications um, for the uh, you know disintermediation, that is really what what the blockchain is about, and these cryptocurrencies is just an implementation of this technology. So, in other words, you've got this technology that allows you to have a a ledger that cannot be changed, cannot be interfered with, is uh, completely robust. You can create a currency out of that, or you know, a cryptocurrency, just to be. Uh, you know, stricter with with the terminology, but you could also create an application that, for example, you know, um, my fam, some of my family are Italian. Anyone who knows anything about doing business in Italy, it's an absolute nightmare. You talked about notaries. You need notaries for everything. You need notaries for notaries. It's that difficult, and um, so because nobody trusts anybody. And yep. so everything has got to be stamped and rubber stamped and treble stamped and and by this certain person, it's just crazy and it's not really efficient at all. But if you have a decentralized system of management, this will disintermediate. We'll get rid of all these rubber stamps and you will have a um, a, a ledger that allows you to create a completely uncorruptible um, uh, audit and history. Of, of what's going on in in whatever you know whatever you're deciding to to to, to put on it and therefore it, it has so many uses it's just that we haven't really worked it out yet and and sure. they're just sort of coming in now and the way I see it now it's a bit like the beginning of the internet where you know some people got it very very quickly and said this is going to change the world and some people were like well what's what's what are you going to do with it you know what are you going to put on it and you know i just can't see it and and you know i i really got the internet because i was i was into it but i i, I didn't get the i didn't get blockchain at all well i didn't get bitcoin in the beginning i just thought mm -hmm. why would why would anyone want something that's on a computer rather than a piece of gold in their hand i i really you know felt very strongly about that but now I see it as the technology is what could change the world. And therefore, because it's tied into, um, you know, the payments are tied into using the system by actually paying in, in Bitcoin or in Ethereum, 
Therefore, it makes the currency more valid. So in other words, the, it's a bit like thinking of, of if you were sending, if you, if you were looking at email for the very first time and wondering, um, how's email ever going to catch on when we could just send somebody a letter? Well, it's, it's a bit like this new technology where you can send anybody a message, but it might cost, instead of it costing nothing, it's going to cost a little bit to transact every single time. And that transaction cost will be paid in Ethereum. So that would make it so that the Ethereum or Bitcoin technologies will, will keep those, those cryptocurrencies alive because the system needs it. Um, hopefully that's a, a simple way of explaining why it could be much more than perhaps I certainly thought and why I, I think it's worth further investigation. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more, and uh, but I think just 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 as a comment, we shouldn't forget that there are also gatekeepers or or like opponents to to this technological um, uh, revolution. So I would say that most of the notaries won't be very happy about um, them being. Um, uh, uh, how do you say? Uh, uh, yeah, disintermediated, uh, basically. Yeah, yeah dis kicked out. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, and 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 of course, they're they're very powerful, and 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 it's a very very bureaucratic system. So, so I I think that we often expect those developments to to develop much faster. And and then really when it comes to the implementation, it takes way longer than expected. Um, but it is happening, obviously. And and in the meantime, um, I found the 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 name of this um, of this video that I mentioned. It's called oh, really? "An Introduction to How Blockchain Works" with Anders Brownworth. Oh, fantastic! Uh, it's available on YouTube. It's it's made by Real Vision Crypt. It's really really worth seeing. I I suspect. Um, and just to sort of close the book on the, the Bitcoin cryptocurrency Ethereum area, I, I just want to ask one last question about what Taleb said. I don't know if you're aware of his his recent comments. I always thought he was he was pro decentralization and the essence of what blockchain, well, Bitcoin, let's not say blockchain, but what Bitcoin was all about. But he seemed to have, to put it lightly, called very rapidly on it. I have to say, I, I, I didn't see what, what he wrote. Um, uh, well, he, he's, he's, clearly, he's clearly an interesting character. And I read most of his books, especially Fooled by Randomness and, and Anti-Fragility. I, yeah. I liked a lot. I love his work. Uh, I love his work. I was, but I was quite surprised by this latest comment. Unless I've, unless I've misunderstood it, um, which I may have done. Um, what his argument has been that if you have a, if you have a bar of gold that can just stay there without any maintenance, it will just, yeah. it will exist. But he's saying that in order to maintain Bitcoin, you need to have a constant input of energy and. Uh, you know, effort in order to keep this money going, inverted commas money or system going. And therefore, there's no, what is the long-term incentive to do that? And I thought, no, it's an interesting argument, but that's not really one that I can see that is that much of a negative because you could say the same about the internet. You know, why, why would we all as human beings want to keep all our information on something that's non-physical effectively in the cloud uh, as, as opposed to just printing it all out on pieces of paper well it's the technology that uh, exactly. the use, technology the use, needs the energy yes ex exactly yes. and Absolutely. it's not like money itself uh you know the fiat systems don't 
use any electricity at all. I mean, if you think about what it takes to to run the apps and, and the servers and everything else that all the banks are using, I'm not saying it's possibly it's less than than what the cryptocurrencies are using, but it's not it's not zero. And we do that. So it was it was a strange argument. And just I was just wondering, you know, what other people thought, whether there was any credibility in it. And you know, my thinking was that I'm surprised I would have, I'm surprised that he came to that conclusion, but it's not one that I want to dismiss because I, I kind of respect him. No, I haven't seen it. I, I have to look it up, but I, but I would say that, um, um, that I don't agree, um, with him, but, but that's, that, that's fine. I, I just saw some very rude comments from, from his side where he just didn't want to, um, have a discussion f with with some high profile guy from the Bitcoin community, and he basically um, used very bad language to shut him down. Um, but I have a look at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tim, any anything to add here? Any questions? No, no nothing. Nothing to add. Okay. Um, just before we we wrap up, I wanted uh, oh, Tim. We should really mention the very kind package that uh, that was received from from uh, from David. Yes. Uh, do you have his name? I'm just seeing if I've got it. David at Red on White on Twitter sent a very nice package to to us. So just to say a very big thank you to him and and for everyone who supports the podcast. You know, it's really really appreciated. All your comments and. Uh, and feedback is is very much appreciated. So just to say a big thank you, but that was a particularly nice thing to do, David. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that so was much. At, at Red on White. Uh, yes, a very very uh, well received package of cakes and biscuits and goodies and beers and cocktail equipment. So thank you very much, David. Thoroughly appreciate it. Nail hit on head there. Well done. Thank you. And um, so. Um, Ronnie, just before before we go to media picks, you've you've written a couple of books actually. So the first one you wrote, uh, understand, is the Austrian School for Investors. Exactly. And, and um, do you have another one? Are you penning another one? Is yeah, it the second was 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 the zero rate trap, uh, and now I'm. I'm <sighs> The publisher wants us or, or, or me to write another one. But actually, you know, the In Gold We Trust report, that's 350 pages. Um, Is it every weekly? Yeah, basically. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just yearly, but it's, yeah. it's, it's really, you know, the... The, the month before are just just crazy. I oh, usually I get imagine. up at, at, at four in the morning and I, I'm writing and researching and crunching the numbers. And, you know, we're we are a big team now, more than 20 people working on the report, but it's lots of work. So I'm basically... It's inflation. It's runaway inflation, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. So I'm putting out a book basically every year. Um, yeah. With the Gold We Trust. But but I, I've got some, some ideas. Uh, uh, perhaps... Yeah, in the direction of, of gold and also Bitcoin. Or we'll see. But yeah. but I've learned from a publisher that you have to to put um, a crash into the title, then then your sales will go up fifty percent. Um, but I I'm, I'm a bit hesitant. Fiat money uh, crash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when is it when is it released? When is the um, the uh, gold report? The in gold we trust. What what month is it released in usually? Uh, end of May. End, end of, May. of May usually. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, so so we published the last one on twenty seventh of May, um, called Monetary Climate Change. Uh, I think it's it's 
honestly, I think it's 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 a really really interesting read. We've got uh, we've got uh, of course topics like inflation covered, uh, the debt situation, but also technical aspects of gold and silver. We talk at length about um, uh, the mining space. We've got a chapter on silver and what we see differently compared to the consensus. We've got a a, a great uh, contribution by Lynn Alden about uh, long-term debt cycles. We've got an interview with um, with Russell Napier, oh, why he moved from the deflation camp to the inflation camp. So it's it's really a, a good read. We also analyze historic um, episodes of gold confiscations and so on. So it's 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 really lo- lots of stuff to to work through. I see why Tim talks very highly of it. That that's amazing. And do you have to subscribe or is I mean you obviously have to subscribe to get it but is it a paid subscription or No, it's 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 for free. My goodness um, me. That's just yes, wonderful. Yes, yeah, available in German, in English and also in Mandarin in a let's say extended version but also there's there's a compact version. We'll, we'll put links to that in the show notes absolutely for sure. Thank you. Um, you know, just on behalf of all the people that you're writing for, that's just amazing. And um, long may it continue. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. So, Tim, media picks? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Okay. Do you want to go first? Shall I lead the charge? So, uh, Ronnie, you may remember that we tend to finish with uh, something you've seen, a book, a blog, a film, TV program, anything that's been either great or awful. And we just have a quick sort of wrap up with that. I'm, I'm going to start um, this week with um, I'm going to give two. So I've been thoroughly enjoying rewatching or watching some new X Files series that was on primarily in the '90s with uh, David Duchovny and the gorgeous Gillian Anderson uh, as FBI special agents looking into things uncanny and alien related. My favourites have always been the sort of monster of the week episodes. So I wasn't so interested in the alien conspiracy stuff, but much more into the sort of monster of the week episodes. And there was one I was watching uh, a little while ago, probably last week, that had starred um, Bruce Campbell. Uh, and cineast, horror cineast will know him as the uh, lead and hero of The Evil Dead. And Paul, <laughs> Paul will confirm that we were watching The Evil Dead at his place uh, about Super, a week ago, and yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah I loved it. It is it, it, aged brilliantly. So, um, I've seen it probably a dozen times now, but it, it it's still it's still a cracking film. Yeah, low low budget, well made, crazy horror, and it's just my goodness me. Um, if if you if you don't if. If if you don't like gore, I, I would uh, I'd be ready to avert your eyes. But yeah, take care take care not to be eating during the during the film. I mean, it's ni- ninety <laughs> it's nineteen eighty four, so you've got to you've got to give it its um. It's, it's, it's earlier than that. It's earlier than that, I think. Was it? Oh, eighty one, wasn't it? Eighty one. Yeah. So it's it's um. So of course, compared to modern standards of of um uh, CGI and all that stuff, it's 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 not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be up there, but if you accept that it's very low budget horror, it's extremely well made, very good, very film. creative, it, it, very it's, creative. It's considered a groundbreaking film, and I can see why. And and it it does it does its job very well. So, you know, kudos um, to you know the, the, the filmmakers and you know Sam Raimi, yeah, Ramey Sam Raimi, and thanks for, to, to Tim for recommending it. But so that was so that was oh so that was the two. It was the Evil Dead and the um, and the X Files and generally. the X Files together. Yeah, together. So, um, so Ronnie, what about um, your good self? 
Well, well, actually, I was only watching football. Yeah, um, I was, well, I was going to say about the football, so that's absolutely fine if you want to bounce onto the is football. There, has there been some football recently? <laughs> I can't uh, notice. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Austria. 2 uh, nil. 2 <laughs> we qualified for for the next round and we got in overtime uh we got beaten by the italians but it was a good game yeah. um besides that you know now i really really my one of my major problems is that i'm that i'm ordering way too many books um i don't know if if you know this 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 kind of disease um but uh, are these physical books or are these kindle books no physical books physical. Uh, I, I i like the yeah, I, I prefer physical gold to, to ETFs and yeah, yeah. With, with books as well. And there's just many, many books that I want to read. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the same with women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Follow that. So, so that's that's really what I'm looking forward to over over summer. Mm. Um, just just reading, not yeah, some some novels, but also um, I've got uh, this this great book by by Nathan Lewis, uh, Gold: The Monetary Polaris. Then there's a, a fantastic book by Marco Papic called Geopolitical Alpha. Um, so so yeah, looking forward to to reading those over the the next couple of days. Well, that that's so interesting that you would read books about gold as relaxation it's obviously in your blood <laughs> you know that's, <laughs> that's a bit dirty yeah, yeah no <laughs> no but I know, I know exactly what you mean do you, do you code as well ronnie do you do any coding or you is a computer's no. like you just no. don't know you don't do no. okay no. i i wish I, I i wish i could well I'm, I'm sure your logical brain would find it much um much simpler than you might think it's not it's not as hard as as is made out and if you you know if you understand what blockchain is you'll be able to code but yeah um, yeah but um mine's going to be uh, i know there's been a few and i don't like to overload on a week but um mine will be um the super forecasting book that was recommended by stuart um button who came on the the podcast um possibly many years ago now time really goes i'm not sure when he was on but what he recommended a book called super forecasting that i've just i bought at the time and it was sitting on a shelf in exactly the way you said ronnie and i just got around to reading it and i really enjoyed it so what i like about super forecasting is it is a way of looking at um looking at the world through a more critical lens and trying to force people who make decisions to make more accurate decisions and how that should be done a couple of things that surprised me the um the intelligence agencies that apparently thought that there were weapons of mass destruction in iraq i always thought that that was just a political thing and they just sort of went in there without thinking but according to this book they, they really did believe that there was a high percentage chance that there were weapons of mass destruction there and and they were the intelligent agencies intelligence agencies were mortified to find out that they were wrong and so um it's all about how the intelligence agencies try to forecast events that are extremely difficult to do that the author set up his own um group of people who are just sort of ordinary people like you and me um who are just interested and w will contribute to forecasting and he talks about better ways of, of doing this analysis to breaking down problems, to working out um, how you can um, approach a problem and different ways to update your, your, your views on those problems going forward. And, and it's, um, 
what one of the biggest takeaways I I got from it was, and I don't want to make this about the current situation that we're in, but it's in in terms of the science behind the lockdowns and all this sort of stuff. But it's it's really how you need to have open discussions and criticisms on all sides, and to break down problems in a logical way in order to get to the answer for things instead of just railroading one side's view forward. And, and I think more people who are making decisions need to read a book like this to reevaluate the way that we are just accepting information without, without any form of um, questioning and questioning from our own perspective. So it's a, it's a good book if you're interested in markets, but I think it's also a good book if you're just an, an interested individual. So I think it was a very good re recommendation from, from Stuart. So thank you for that. And um, I'll put a link in the show notes. But I, I suspect it, um, it may be quite low on your list of, of gold books, uh, Ronnie. So no, no, no. I, I actually I had a I had a look at my bookshelf and and I I think I've I have the book, uh, <laughs> but I haven't read it yet. Uh, that that that's really um, uh, you know I have to work on that. But there's so many interesting things. Yes. Uh, yes. So I if last summer, for example, I I wrote like uh, I read like everything that I could get uh, about uh, Weimar hyperinflation, and there's like 15 books that I, that I've got now, and I've read uh, I would say. Ten of them, and of course, it's uh, it's uh, the same topic, but there's so many different aspects to. It. There were fifty. Now there's thirty. No, it's forty-five. It's 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 seventy. It's a hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've I've started reading David Deutsch's Fabric of Reality. It's not as an easy read as Super Forecasting. It's like like romantic comedy, isn't it? Yeah. Have you read it, Tim? I've got a copy, but again, it's it's one that as as. Is is not well thumbed, put it that way. Yeah, I start. I started it, and it's sort of yeah. It's it's a bit harder to get through. It takes a lot of well. Anyway, it's not as easy to read. Let, let's put it that way. But I'm sure it's worth it. Um, but uh, anyway, I'll work my way through it, and that'll be. Um, I'll, I'll tell you more about it when I get there. But Ronnie, look, thank you so much. We've taken so much of your time. Hopefully, you are having a break after your um, your, your you know completing your in gold we trust. Uh, report which is, is obviously out now and we'll put a link to that in the show notes and uh, thank you once again for coming on the show really appreciate it just to remind people what is your website and what is your twitter feed um for for people who want to get updates well our web page is incrementum.li where you can learn more about our um our solutions our fund solutions our wealth management and our research then we've got a special page dedicated to the in gold we trust report it's in gold we trust dot report where you can also download all previous 14 editions and uh, the chart books and our special reports on inflation and so on you can subscribe for free to 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 our publications and i'm also pretty active on on twitter uh, and my handle is at ron stoeferle right we'll put links to that and um and just just a reminder, talking of free research, Tim, you put out a weekly free research note, don't you? So people don't know that you don't you don't actually have to pay for that either. Yeah, that's free. So that that's available. I'm just trying to find the uh, address now. Um, bear with me. I should know this, but I don't. Well, it's on PriceValuePartners.com. Um, yeah, so you go to PriceValuePartners.com and then just hit the uh, link to commentary, and it's it's all available there. Fantastic stuff. It's amazing how much fantastic stuff there is on the internet. 
absolutely and and research as well <laughs> it's also amazing how much rubbish there is on the internet well yes well that that's why that's why i like doing the media picks because you know it forces people yes. to really yes. think about Same. what yep. they might read next and what's worth it because all of our time is being squeezed one way or another so it's really important to, to pick good stuff so you know excellent well look, on that note Ronnie, thank you once again. What a pleasure to have you on. And please, we'd love to have you back uh, if, if you have the time um, just to update us on, on your view. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be very, very happy. So thank you for inviting me, Tim, Paul. Uh, all the best. Um, have a great summer. And yeah, take care and talk to you soon. Same, same here. All same the best, here. Ronnie. Thank Cheers. you. All take the very best. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We really do appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please do your own research or contact a professional advisor.